Let's get ready to study God's Word. This is Andrew S. Baker, and today's devotional study is entitled, The Sanctification of King Nebuchadnezzar. Please remember to visit our podcast page, biblestudy.asbzone.com, where you can find our previous podcasts and study resources. You will also find a list of the many podcast apps and platforms on which our podcasts can be obtained. Let's have a word of prayer before we continue. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your mercy and your goodness. We invite your presence to be with us, and we ask you for wisdom and understanding as we deliver these messages from your word. In Jesus' name, amen. The Sanctification of King Nebuchadnezzar The book of Daniel is famous for its prophecies, but it also has stories that address other aspects of the Christian experience. And in this particular case, it shows us the progression, the spiritual progression, of King Nebuchadnezzar, whom God clearly expended a lot of energy to attain his salvation. So we're going to look at some of the things of Nebuchadnezzar, where he was, and how he progressed through the first four books of Daniel. When we meet Nebuchadnezzar, he is a hasty and impatient guy. Daniel chapter 1 doesn't tell us too much. He's he's a generous guy in Daniel chapter 1. He's he's taken these folks captive and he is going to feed them with the the riches from his table. Taking them captive obviously isn't a sign of generosity, but having done so, he favored them and he favored the captives uh, and sought to make as many as could become a part of his kingdom in honored positions and, and add value to his kingdom. He was willing to do that. Daniel chapter 2, verses 3 through 6 says the following, And the king said unto them, I have dreamed a dream, and my spirit was troubled to know the dream. Then spake the Chaldeans to the king in Syriac, O king, live forever. Tell thy servants the dream, and we will show the interpretation. The king answered and said to the Chaldeans, The thing is gone from me. If ye will not make known unto me the dream with the interpretation thereof, Ye shall be cut in pieces, and your houses shall be made a dunghill. But if ye will show the dream and the interpretation thereof, ye shall receive of me gifts and rewards and great honor. Therefore, show me the dream and the interpretation thereof. Here we find that Nebuchadnezzar is hasty, impatient, uh, quick to make promises and threats. In this same chapter, starting in verse 10 through 13, we read the following. The Chaldeans answered before the king and said, There is not a man upon the earth that can show the king's matter. Therefore there is no king, lord, or ruler that asks such things of any magician, astrologer, or Chaldean. And it is a rare thing that the king requireth. And there is none other that can show it before the king except the gods, whose dwelling is not with flesh. For this cause the king was angry and very furious and commanded to destroy all. All the wise men of Babylon. 
And the decree went forth that the wise men should be slain, and they sought Daniel and his fellows to be slain. So Nebuchadnezzar has some anger management issues, which may be a factor in you becoming the most powerful person on the planet. But uh, he has anger management issues, and he expects to be obeyed without question. Right? These are some of the characteristics that we can see from these passages. Here's another example of his anger management issues in the next chapter, Daniel chapter 3, verses 14, 15, and 19, as always from the King James Version. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Do not ye serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which I have set up? Now if ye be ready, that at what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music, that ye fall down and worship the image which I have made, well. But if ye worship not, ye shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? Verse 19. This is after they have answered him. Then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury, and the form of his visage was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore he spake and commanded that they should heat the furnace one seven times more than it was wont to be heated. Anger management. So, you know, he's a king, and kings have an expectation of obedience. You don't last too long as a king if you just let people randomly cooperate or obey. So there is, there is something to be said for instantaneous obedience. Uh, but we see here that he was willing to give the three young men a chance, given all that they had done for his kingdom and their disposition towards him and everything was, was kind of good. So although they hadn't bowed down in the first place, he was willing to give them another option. He threw in a little bit of a threat there, as we've seen. He likes to make threats. But when they said, we are not careful to answer you in this matter, well, he lost it, full of fury, and the form of his visage was changed. Okay. Here are some other examples. Going back a chapter, back to Daniel chapter 2, Nebuchadnezzar is faithful in his promises, and he's quick to recognize when he's been proven wrong. In Daniel chapter 2, verses 46 uh, through 49, Then the king Nebuchadnezzar fell upon his face and worshipped Daniel, and commanded that they should offer an oblation and sweet odors unto him. The king answered unto Daniel and said, Of a truth it is that your God is a God of gods, and a Lord of kings, and a revealer of secrets, seeing thou couldest reveal this secret. Then the king made Daniel a great man, and gave him many great gifts, and made him ruler over the whole province of Babylon, and chief of the governors over all the wise men of Babylon. Then Daniel requested of the king, and he set Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego over the affairs of the province of Babylon. But Daniel sat in the gate of the king. Okay, so the king had promised, if someone could tell me this dream, I will grant unto them riches and honor, and he did that. And he was quick to point out, you know, your, your God, what you said about your God is correct, because you could answer this dream, and others couldn't. In Daniel chapter 3, verse 30, continuing with our um, with the theme of the fiery furnace, 
At the end of it, he says, it says, then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. So he promises that when people are able to do things, he'll promote them. He promises death, and he's willing to bring that about. He promises um, riches and glory and honor in certain circumstances, and he's willing to bring that about. Nebuchadnezzar spends a great deal of time thinking about the future. That's one of the characteristics, and we know that because in two places, Daniel 2, 28 and 29, and in Daniel 4, we're going to see something similar. Let's go to Daniel 2, 28 and 29. But there is a God in heaven that revealeth secrets and maketh known to the king Nebuchadnezzar what shall be in the latter days. Thy dream and the visions of thy head upon thy bed are these. As for thee, O king, thy thoughts came into thy mind upon thy bed. What should come to pass hereafter? And he that revealeth secrets maketh known to thee what shall come to pass. Right? So he was ruminating on the future. Daniel 4, 4 and 5. I, Nebuchadnezzar, was at rest in mine house and flourishing in my palace. I saw a dream which made me afraid, and the thoughts upon my bed and the visions of my head troubled me. So he's a man that's given to some amount of introspection. Now, there are multiple times that he acknowledges God. That's one of the other characteristics we find about him. We're going to see throughout the course of the, of the book of Daniel that he acknowledges God on some level, but still has some theological issues to work through. Daniel 2, 46 through 47. Then the king Nebuchadnezzar fell on his face and worshipped Daniel and commanded that they should offer an oblation and sweet odors unto him. The king answered unto Daniel and said, Of a truth it is that your God is a God of gods and a Lord of kings and a revealer of secrets, seeing thou couldst reveal this secret. Right. So we read that previously. We're reading it again because as much as he recognized who God was, he fell on his face and worshipped Daniel. Right. So there's a, a little bit of a, a problem. That, and commanded that they should offer an oblation. That's a sacrifice that they're offering to Daniel. In Daniel chapter 3, 28 and 29, Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who hath sent his angel and delivered his servants that trusted in him, and have changed the king's word, and yielded their bodies, that they might not serve or, nor worship any god except their own god. Therefore I make a decree that every people, nation, and language which speak anything amiss of the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces, and their houses shall be made a dunghill, because there is no other God that can deliver after this sort. Um, it's, it's a little bit humorous when you read that. The Lord God of Israel has just proven himself capable of defending his name, protecting his servants, etc., but Nebuchadnezzar feels like this is important and I'm in support of this 110%, so I will kill anyone who disagrees. Um, that's not the way God works. That's not what God needs him to do. And he doesn't get it. Um, it's true, there is no other God that can deliver after that sort. So on the one hand, he's not taking a gamble by making by by taking this stance because nobody else's God is going to... Um, vindicate them but he's, he still doesn't quite understand how God operates Daniel 4 1 through 3 Nebuchadnezzar the king unto all people nations and languages that dwell in all the earth 
peace be multiplied unto you. I thought it good to show the signs and wonders that the high God hath wrought toward me. How great are his signs, and how mighty are his wonders. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and his dominion is from generation to generation. The story of Daniel chapter 4 is where, is where Nebuchadnezzar finally gets it. Of course, he starts out the story indicating what his mindset was. In Daniel chapter 4 verse 9, he speaks, he's speaking to Daniel and he says, O Belteshazzar, master of the magicians, because I know that the spirit of the holy gods is in thee, plural, and no secret troubleth thee, tell me the visions of my dream that I have seen and the interpretation thereof. So this was him recounting what had led him to the place at the end of the book of Daniel chapter 4, at the end of Daniel chapter 4. And we see some progression. We see some progression. But God worked on him. That story, Daniel chapter 4, is pivotal in the life of Nebuchadnezzar. Finally, he gets it. Not just intellectually, but also spiritually. In Daniel chapter 4, verses 34 through 37, we read the words of Nebuchadnezzar. And at the end of the days... I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted up mine eyes unto heaven, and mine understanding returned unto me. And I blessed the Most High, and I praised and honored him that liveth forever, whose dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom is from generation to generation. And all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing, and he doeth according to his will in the army of heaven, and among the inhabitants of the earth. And none can stay his hand or say unto him, What doest thou? At the same time, my reason returned unto me, and for the glory of my kingdom, mine honor and brightness returned unto me, and my counselors and my lords sought unto me, and I was established in my kingdom, and excellent majesty was added unto me. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the King of heaven, all whose works are truth and his ways judgment, and those that walk in pride he is able to a base. So we see Nebuchadnezzar comes to this realization, comes to this point where he understands who God is. He understands his relationship with God. You don't see him commanding anyone to worship God, right? He's witnessing. He's not lecturing. You don't see him. He's not hasty. The tone, the entire tone of Daniel chapter 4 is so very different just looking at Nebuchadnezzar as he outlines for us where he is now versus how chapter 1, chapter 2, and chapter 3 portrayed him. And that is the, that is a, the parallel of Nebuchadnezzar's life is what is available to each of us. We may not all start with the same issues to the same degree that he had them, but by the grace of God working in us, we can all end up where he ended up. story of King Nebuchadnezzar is incredible because it ends on a favorable note. Right? These words here that we just quoted in verse 37. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the king of heaven, all whose works are truth and his ways judgment, and those that walk in pride he is able to abase. These are the last recorded words of Nebuchadnezzar in the Bible. Right? So 
we we leave him in the hands of God because that's where he's left visibly to us. We need to have the same kind of experience that Nebuchadnezzar had, and hopefully we can get it without the difficulty of the path that Nebuchadnezzar ended up on. Hopefully we don't need to have our own seven-year wild animal experience. But we should have the same progression that he ultimately had, where he started off very rough and and uncut, and through interaction with God's people, through a knowledge of God and, and how he works, through various manifestations from God, he finally came to a place where he acknowledged God fully. That can be our situation. That can be our story. And it doesn't have to be the hard way. But true justification will lead to true sanctification, which will lead to us improving in every aspect of Christian life. Let's close with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the privilege of prayer. We thank you for this story that is recorded here in the midst of all of this prophecy to help us to understand how we ought to live day by day. We pray, Lord, that you'll guide us and direct us and keep us safe. Help us that we will grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. Please feel free to contact us via email at biblequestions at asbzone.com whether you have questions, comments, or concerns. If you're finding our Bible study resources to be a blessing, we encourage you to share our page link with others and always keep our ministry in your prayers. Until we meet again next time, may God richly bless you as you prayerfully study His Word.